But anyway, uh, I want to say, when I met Pastor Ben first time, and we took coffee and talk, you know, God, he has his own way to connect people. And in my spirit, I've been praying for you. I've been saying, if it's God will, one day, I'm going to take you to Kenya, which I know you will go with me. And the other thing that I've been praying is God to give you a favor because you're going to lead people, not only just in America, but also other countries. Now, the message that I'm going to share with you today, before I get to that message, I have a, a few uh, things that I want to share with you. Gospel, I mean, for my life, I was not born as a Christian. My parents divorced when I was two years. I was just a little boy. And uh, my grandma, who from my mother's side took me and take care of me, uh, he was a drunkard person. And so most of the time I could find myself alone at home, no food. And I think when I said without food, you understand that most of Africa is so kind of poverty all over the world. And, uh, you know, growing up in that kind of challenges, I really didn't know, I didn't know uh, what to do. But, uh, you know, growing, challenging, and I started going to find some work, you know, even to help myself and to help my grandma. And when I was 25 years old, that's when I met Jesus. I met Jesus, and he changed my life. But after confessing Jesus, that was not enough. It was not enough, to be honest. After seven years, being a Christian, I was like lost person, and I was Christian. Why? In this world, there are so many distractions that they can distract you even when you want to follow God and find yourself you are going wrong direction. That was me, seven years, being a Christian, going to church, being a good singer and uh, a Sunday school teacher, and I found myself in seven years, I was still not yet understanding where I'm going. And one day I had the voice of God telling me this, listen, I choose you to serve me. You know, there's a difference to serve God and to serve yourself. There are many people, even right now, in the church who are serving their own interest, not God's interest. And that is unfortunate that when you don't know God calls you to serve him, and you start serving yourself. It's totally different. And from that moment, I said, God, help me now to understand you. Because sometimes God will lead you to go a very difficult road, and sometimes you start doubting God. Is this you? I got to a point, and I asked God, I don't think this is you. Because the challenge was, like 
fire in my life. I got to a point and I said, I want to go for a fasting. I took three days for fasting and I was, I was a company, I mean, I was joined with another friend of mine. And this friend of mine was staying together in the church. We did have money to pay the house. The church had given us a room to stay there. And uh, my friend, he was really struggling. And when we started prayers for three days, the first day when I started that prayer, I heard the voice of God. And this voice of God said to me, your friend is actually going to leave you because he's tired. He is tired. He is done. So I changed my prayers immediately. I say, God, bless him first. I don't want my friend to leave me. Bless him first. You deal with me after, but bless him first. It really didn't talk, take long. That guy or friend of mine, God started blessing him. He was blessed. Actually, he became my boss. He was so blessed to a point he could hire me to work for him. He bought a car, and I was his worker. And after some times, I don't know what happened to his wife. Something happened uh, during that time, and uh, I had another voice. Now it's your time to leave. When I left that job, after three months, God opened my door to come to America. It was a process. But I want to say that uh, serving God in my life, I don't take lightly. I take it very serious. Even before I came here, the few days, I remember when Pastor Ben was giving me this invitation, I told God, I don't want to just go over there as a, just a speaker. I want to be here as an instrument of God to say something that maybe will touch someone and change the way you think and maybe think might be much better. Because thinking sometimes is the one actually we need to change. Uh, I don't think even if I change the way I dressed, it will change anything in my life. But if I change the way I think, I think sometimes it will make you to start seeing things in a very different picture. And uh, therefore, as I, I think I'm done with my introduction, I just wanted to give you that so that you know uh, the person who is talking to you. I was not born as a Christian. My parents were not a Christian. But through grace and mercy of God, today, as I'm speaking to you, I know God lives. God is alive. And if we can believe and trust the same God, one day we'll sing together hallelujah when he come to pick every one of us. Hallelujah. So the message that I'm going to share with you, uh, before I get to that message, I want to give you uh, uh, just something to... to uh, think about this. We have the chapter of uh, Book of Exodus, chapter 14, and I know... Uh, 
my brothers, they have already read that scripture, but I'm going to read uh, something similar to what they just read. Uh, but before we go to that scripture, and I don't know, Pastor Ben, how long I'm going to be here, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. You know, Africa, we can go t two hours, but this is too hot. I don't want to keep you for two hours. But uh, I want to give you something here so that you can think about it. This was something that I was, I didn't have an idea or thinking that I'm going to speak this. So please take it and do exercise. Take it. And number one of this uh, statement is calling of God. Now, I want you to think about this way. Think about Pastor Ben, you are called by God so that God can teach you because that is the purpose of calling. God calls people to teach them. And after he teaches us, he wants to deposit something inside so that we can be able to go and share with other people. So think about calling of God. And then when you think about calling of God, think, how can I accept the voice of somebody that I've never seen? If someone calls you from the other side, what do you do? Or if someone calls you on your phone, what do you do? What do you do? If I call you, mom, what do you do? If I call you a number? How do you gonna answer that? Hello. And then? <laughs> okay. This is what you go I'm gonna do it. Let me, do, let me just say it myself. If someone called me and I see this number and I've never seen it again, number one, I'm going to ask, who are you? Am I right? You can get conversation with someone that you never met. You don't know who he is. So now listen, the voice of God is calling you. So the first question is, who are you? And then the person will say, my name is so and so, right? And then from there, the conversation can start. So you accept the call if you understand who is calling you. You know, the churches that we have in, uh, in the world right now, there are so many preachers. Do we know who called them? Everyone? There are some of them are called by other gods somewhere. But they said yes to those gods. So you have to understand who is calling you. And that's why Moses, when he was called by God, he asked God a couple questions. Who are you? Who am I going to say that and God explained by accepting the voice or the calling of God. And number three is to obey that voice of God. This is something that God was giving me. And I was really sleeping and uh, I listened to those voices. See, God tell them, I am calling them. Tell them to accept my voice. And number three, to obey my voice. Until today, there are people who think that they can do anything they want to do in their lives because your body is your body. 
you think uh, maybe you can do all kind of things that you want to do because it's you. But if you can obey the voice of God and do what the Lord is telling you to do, there are some of things you're going to say, enough is enough. Praise the name of Jesus. And then those three, uh, the calling of God, is actually most of the time God calls people unprepared. You find someone was a, a banger somewhere or doing job somewhere, and then you find yourself, you are not there. Is God actually calling you to be somewhere? So you are unprepared and you don't know where to start after this calling. Now that unprepared, think about this. If God is going to call somebody who is not prepared, how difficult can be? It's just like a woman when a woman gets married and prepared. Something that you didn't plan, but you find yourself maybe pregnant, becoming a mom without prepared yourself. So, but God, when he called Moses, beside that he was unprepared, God knew that I'm going to prepare you. I'm going to do something so that you can be able to go and do my work. In another word, God is calling somebody to go and lead people or to lead family. You might be a mother. You might be a father. You might be a teacher, like my friend Benny was a teacher. You might be uh, somebody somewhere in the office. God is calling you from that office to be a leader, to lead the people in a proper way by the purpose of kingdom of God. So the leadership that I am talking about is, actually, if you look at the Moses when he was born, it was terrible uh, in his life, being married, uh, I mean born, and then after being born, there was that announcement that all the boys, they were born at that time to be killed. And then his mother gets sense, he got the spirit of God to lead him to do, what God told, told her to do, to hide this boy. Why? Because God knew that one day this baby is going to be a leader, to lead something. So you can tell from that time there was no leadership to the children of Israel. And today we have the same challenges in the world that the leadership in the world, churches, many, many places, organizations, the leadership is the key to lead people the way it's supposed to be. But how can we become a leader? We have to leave everything behind and accept the calling of God so that we can be able to listen and be taught by God so that we can carry that mission to deposit to other people. That's what Moses did. Moses was busy taking care of, you know, is anger, but he had the voice of God. Now, to put, to take you back there, if God calls you, and then you start doing other things, and at the same time you want to follow God, it's not going to work very well. You either leave what you're doing and follow Him. In that way, 
he will be able to teach you what he want to give so that you can have a assurance of God. When I worked uh, for one company uh, here in Namba, the process of making product, they said, after making all the product, it's not enough to say that that product is, is okay to send to the market. So what they do? They sent people that called Kyo A to prove quality assurance. So when God calls you, it's not mean that you are now okay to go. God wants to teach you to prove that you can be able and meet those competitors because there are so many competitors in the world. And competitor, I mean, look at some, something like, uh, something like uh, Toyota company. Do they have a competitor? Look at something like uh, all those companies that you can call. They have a very good manufacturing the cars. Why do they have a competitors? Because the world is full of what? Competition. So God wants to make sure that you carry something that you can be able to stand against your enemy. That's why being called without understanding what to do, what to do God will teach you and deposit something so that you can be able to go and compete out there. And that's what happened when we accept that calling and start listening from God. I'm telling you, you are going to compete with your enemy. You cannot stand against your enemy if God has not been prepared you. You will not be able to do it. Yeah. David was there, a young man. He was caught from the bush. Everybody looked at him and said, you are still young, you can't do nothing. But when God anointed David, he was a different person. And that anointing, in order for us to receive anointing of God, we have to accept the calling of God. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, that is uh, something that I want to give you so that you can get prepared of this message. And number three that I'm going to tell you, then I will read the word, is this. God blessing, if God starts blessing Pastor Ben, you know what happened? Those blessings, they will come from Ben and go to the members. That's what happened. He will bless you because he promises to Moses. He said there is inheritance, blessing. Not only just for you, but for all the children of Israel. So when you accept the calling of God and obeying the voice of God, actually inheritance, it will be something you don't have to work for it. You are just going to be given. You receive it. Like salvation, uh, we cannot work hard to gain salvation. It's by the grace of God. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. It's by the grace of God that we have given this privileged life by God. I heard people saying, I am risking my life to Jesus. You are not risking. You are just favored by God. And when someone is favored by God, there is nothing you can risk beyond Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. 
I mean, I came to America. And when I told people I'm going to America, some of them, they were saying, oh, you're just wasting your time. But what they didn't know, that I was favored by God, that one day I'll come to this blessed soil. Praise the name of Jesus. And I told the people this, this country is going to be blessed. Do you know why? If we have a few people like Pastor Ben that know this country is just blessed by God, not by man-made, not by hard-working for men. No, it's God blessed this country and it's keep going to be great country in the name of Jesus. Do you know why I said that? I said this because I know some of those who are, I mean, uh, at the, you know, when I read the history about America, I see uh, the, the fathers, you know, those who are, I mean, the, father, uh, the fathers of this country, which is men who are dedicated to the Lord, they serve God and at the same time they trust in God. Because that's the point, to trust in the Lord. That's why this country was so blessed. That's why America will keep being great. So no matter what, whether we have a generation who doesn't understand God, where there are people there who are going to lift their hands. As God says in this house, we'll never lack someone who will stand before the Lord and lift hands and call the name of the Lord, and God will hear and answer that prayer. And that is my prayer, that this country will keep be blessed no matter what. God is keep going to bless you. Because the promise of God never fail. Praise the name of Jesus. So don't worry. Whatever is happening, God is watching you. But you have to listen to the voice of God and obey the voice of God. Now, I'm going to read this because I, th I thought when I was coming, my Bible, I think everybody, you have a Bible? I'll read this. Thank you, Ben. So, uh, in that chapter, Exodus, I'm going to be reading, but at the same time, I want to, uh, to, to show you that when God teaches Moses, he was teaching Moses, this is how you're going to lead my people from Egypt. And the reason why God wants to have a good leaders, even in this church, he don't want you to miss the inheritance. He don't want you to miss. I know there are people who are crying right now. There are homeless people. There are people who have lost their jobs. There are people who have lost, you know, maybe some opportunity. And you don't know, how am I going to get back to my maybe previous job? God, he doesn't want you to miss inheritance. And even if you are going to lose your job, don't worry. God has something for you that will keep you safe until he gets you back to his feet 
and continue enjoying your life. Sometimes it's very painful and it's very hard to convince people that after all this COVID, that things are going to come to back to normal. But I can assure you, I have no doubt things are going to back to normal very soon in the name of Jesus. So first chapter 14, uh, I'm going to start first 10, Pastor Ben, if you don't mind, because I think uh, we have that, the same scripture. But this first 10, it says, when Pharaoh draw near the people of Israel, lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared uh, greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Is it because there, there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us in bringing us out of Egypt? Is not this what we say to you? In Egypt, leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptian. That is uh, verse 10 to verse 12. Now, the children of Israel, they had one problem. One problem. Number one, they really didn't understand the voice of God. Number two, they did not even accept that the voice of God. And that's why they got to a point they started complaining. Why? Because they refused to hear the voice. Because when Moses was sent to Egypt, he was given instruction on how he is going to do or how to face uh, King Pharaoh. And can you imagine when God tells you, you're going to go to Africa and talk to the president or to all the president and tell them, you're going to let my people come and worship God. You know, that language for many presidents, they don't understand. And the same thing to the King Pharaoh, that was not language that he was not familiar with. And he said, who is God? They start arguing. But you see, the children of Israel, though, my concern is, they did not understand the voice. So they started working. And that's why actually this message, Pastor Ben, I call it life without expectation. When someone is walking or is doing something and he doesn't know what the voice are you listening, you are either going wrong direction or you are either going nowhere. Praise the name of Jesus. And that's why the children of Israel, they did not understand the first place the voice of God, and secondly, they did not even obey. Besides that they were walking with the Moses, they were not together spiritually. That's very dangerous. If your pastor said today, tomorrow, brothers and sisters, we are going to pray. We are going to pray for this nation. Let everyone stop, don't eat, don't drink, let's pray for our nation. And you wake up in the morning and said, oh, that's pastor voice and you keep eating. You are not together spiritually. You are totally different person. But if your pastor said something and you really listen in the spirit, you know, there's a difference between spirit and voice of man. When I listen sometime, when I listen God voice, it makes me laugh by myself. I'm driving. And I, you know, this son is actually very hot. I don't know whether you know that. 
So this is what I do. I'm driving, okay? And there is something maybe bugging me, and I don't know what am I gonna do. For example, when 2020, I had a cleaning business, and I had a three school just right here. I was cleaning Liberty and another school, there are three of them. And then the COVID came in, and I was actually, I and came from Kenya that time. So guess what happened? The business school was locked down. Now I have two kids, I have a wife, and nothing to help my family. So I started doing Uber, Uber driver, because I'm a very good driver. <laughs> and I think some of you have carried you. I, I don't know whether, maybe, <laughs> maybe. So I'm driving, and I got to a point, and I was tired, and I said, let me take a break. So I stopped somewhere in downtown, and I laid you know, in my car, and I was just right there, just right there. I got sleep, and all of a sudden, I heard like someone was touching me like this. So I woke up, I look at it, and nobody was there, and I heard the voice say, I'm gonna take care of you. I'm gonna take care of your family, so don't worry. Trust me, and I'm not lying, trust me. I took my phone. I called my wife. I told my wife, Annie, God said. I mean, you know the voice of God. I called my wife. I wish my wife could be here. I told my wife, God said, is going to take care of us. So, honey, don't worry. I was worried. I have a mortgage. I have all these kind of expenses. You know, bills come every week. And from that time, moment I was in peace and let me tell you what happened from that moment things were different I started receiving you know right like go and go and go and go and God took care but what I did when I had this voice of God I thought you know when God says I'm going to take care of you and your family Okay, I have family back in Africa. Is all these people included? I have my mother in Kenya. I have my mother-in-law lives in Kenya. And so I told God, remember, I do have my parents back in Kenya too. So you give me extra too. <laughs> and he does it. Every week, I send something to them. And he never gets less. So when you hear the voice of God and accept the voice of God, no matter how challenges in your life will be, you are going to conquer those challenges. At the end of the day, you are going to lift your God and say, my God lives in the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, verse 13, verse 13, I'm almost done actually, Pastor Ben. Uh, verse 13, it says, this is, and Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptian womb you see today, you shall never see them again. What does that mean to you? If someone comes to your house and you are almost to get 
maybe kicked out because you didn't have money to pay your mortgage and someone come to you and said don't worry I'm gonna take care of your mortgage how would you feel I mean you're gonna sleep you're gonna sleep and dream that night I mean someone gonna take care of you Moses telling these children of Israel what you have seen now you'll never seen it again is over praise the name of Jesus I have a couple of things that I can add it to that message. But I don't want to explore too much. But there's something that I want to show you. There's something I want to show you. The blessing of God. God did not make this blessing just because of America alone. Hallelujah. Amen. The calling of God is a global. That's why I think my, my, my friend, Pastor Ben, is called to go to Africa. It's a global. And the thing is this, God does not discriminate people. Praise the name of Jesus. Yeah. He doesn't. You know, all the time when I'm driving, do you know what I do? When I do my Uber, do you know what I do? Uh, some people, they will come and, you know, they, we start conversation. And uh, sometimes I don't say something until they finish. And then when I start talking, they think, ah, this is not what I thought. And then they start trying to change the conversation. You know what I mean? When someone trying to come in this direction and he find out, that's not what I thought. That's what happened when you get this message and start taking to other people. It's going to make a difference. And I have been praying that I don't want to be a man. I mean, I have a I am blessed, to be honest. I am blessed and I am happy to what I have. Not money, not in terms of money. But when you have that access to hear from God, that's a blessing. And I can tell you right now, here, if you make that decision today and say, God, I want to serve you and accept that voice of God, because God is looking for somebody. If you too today say to God, I want just to obey you. What this man of Africa was saying, I want to be that person. Why? Because God is looking for a leader to lead his people. And if you accepted that calling today and said, yes, I'm ready, God is going to do something very amazing in your life. He's going to deposit his kingdom to you so that you can be able to introduce other people to the same kingdom of God. That was a message that was given uh, five years ago. Uh, in my house, we used to do this fellowship every Friday. And God told me, call people and tell them about the kingdom of God. And leading people to the kingdom of God, uh, brothers and sisters, has not been easy. People, they'll come and they'll say things about you. Said, oh, you, you know, I remember five years ago, my English was not that good. I've been here for 11 years. So try to speak to people. They can understand what I'm saying. And uh, uh, I, I'm happy because at that moment, I, I had the voice of God that I want to go to minister in prison that time, five years ago. And I told my wife, I'm hearing the voice of God telling me to go to the prison to preach. 
And my wife, she asked me, okay, if it's God, let God make the way. And in that, in that fellowship, there was a gentleman who was coming to the fellowship, and one day he came to the fellowship, and he said, hey, John, would you like to work in prison? I look at him and say, well, what did you say? Do you want to work in prison? Said, oh, sure. <laughs> because I was praying that God will make me a way to get there. I got a job. Now, instead of going to preach, I was preaching and get paid. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. <laughs> and I was there. And what happened when I got there, there are so many men in jail, in prison. Some of them are very humble. You, you, you have no idea. <laughs> they teaches me a lot of, you know, this English and all that kind of stuff. And I was so happy to be there, preaching and praying for them. And some of them actually, they got a chance to get out from prison. Until today, they look for me. He said, John, where are you? I have one gentleman actually was in jail for 25 years. His name is Tim, 64 years old guy. When he got out from jail, <laughs> Tim, because it was amazing. God told me, Tim is going to get out. And when he was going for his hearing, he asked me, would you mind to come to that hearing date? I said, yeah, I'll be there. And that morning when I was praying in my closet room, because I, my closet room is a little bit a space, I was praying and I hear the voice of God saying, Tim is going to be given a chance to go out. So I told my wife, before I left there, I told my wife, God is going to let Tim get out. Because I told my wife, let's pray for this guy, let's pray. Because he was a really, really uh, dedicated. He, was, he loved Jesus so much, and I was like, yes, God do this. And when we went to hearing, there were seven judges. Seven judges were sitting there. And they talked, and they asked Tim questions, and Tim was crying. And I was right there, and was listening, and I was smiling but at the same time emotional, because I didn't know what they're gonna say. And uh, you know, I, I was told my wife already. So when we walk out, there's another friend of mine, he was there, he said, what do you think? I told him, let God do his work. She asked me, do you think she's gonna get out? Yes, how do you know? God said. So we went back <coughs> to the hearing room and the gentleman was actually, I think, almost your age. He opened up the book. He said, Tim, uh, my name is so-and-so, and, -so, and uh, your case is very difficult. Because it was actually, I think it was sentenced. Tim was not ever going to get out of prison. But this gentleman, he said, but all these ladies and gentlemen, they have decided they are going to give you a chance to go and do something in your community. Tim, he just cracked tears right there and he was crying like a baby. 64 years old guy. Today, Tim, when he got out from prison, I'm telling you the truth, he got a job, of pay, he's a professional painter. He got a job from one uh, volunteer guy, a friend of mine, was coming to prison at the same time, so they got connection, and he was hired by that man. And they stayed with this man, and we keep praying with the team, and one day Tim told me, uh, this guy is abusing me. I want to start my own business. I told him, listen to the voice of God. If God says so, go ahead. Today, Tim, 
has her own business. He's actually right now in Macau. He's been there for almost a month, painting houses. He's so blessed. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter where you are right now. It doesn't matter your condition. God can take you from that situation and make you better than what you think. The most important that you need to understand is this voice of God. Make sure. Even Moses said one time, he said, if you are not going to go with us, leave us alone. Because there is nothing you can change in your life if you are just going to use manpower without God. You can use manpower for some times, but I can tell you it's going to fail. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. I think I'm almost done. But before I'm done, let me... <laughs> you know, Pastor Ben, uh, if I get a chance like this again, and by the way, I want to say thank you so much. Every time when I get invitation like this, I, I don't know what to tell you. But I just want to say God bless you. I know uh, maybe I'm going totally different direction the, the way you guys go and and I know that there's so many ways of reaching people and, and all that but next time I'll come and listen to you <laughs> praise the name of Jesus and so next time I'll come with my wife who we'll come and just listen will come and maybe very soon but that first verse, uh, verse 15 now said, uh, the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward, lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it that the people of Israel may go through the sea on the dry, on the dry ground. Th this is kind of a miracle, I think, I don't know, Pastor Ben, you can help me this. Is uh, Moses was the first guy to perform miracle? Or the uh, miracle before him? Because this was very powerful miracle. I see what you're saying. In the, in the scriptural record. Yes. I think it's the first. Yeah, because can you imagine the water having dried? They stood up like war, like this water but they are still you know shaking but over here is dry you just walk and say hallelujah the water is just dry and you I mean you go all the way to the other side that's what happened when God speak all the challenges problems and diseases whatever is going on in your life God is going to stop them until you pass on the other side and then these guys from Egyptian, they are following you. They are going to be swallowed by the water, just right there. In a, sh in very sh in a short, in, in another way, is actually sometimes we fear things that we should not fear. If you are in God, you are secure. If you are in God, you are secure. You don't need you to s disturb yourself. You can't sleep at night. I sleep like a baby. It's only that yesterday I was tired. I went to visit my dad and we cracked jokes there and everybody was tired. And uh, I'm still, I needed like one hour to sleep, but I didn't want it to miss this. But I sleep. I told my wife, we need to sleep. And some of you need to, you need to sleep. <laughs> okay? 
When you sleep, actually, that's how you can hear the voice of God very well. If you don't sleep enough, <laughs> it's going to be difficult for you to hear God. Unless maybe God is going to burn bush somewhere so that you can pay attention. <laughs> like Moses. But if you can sleep, sleep. That last dream, the last one. Tell your wife, please, give me one minute. Let me sleep a little bit. That last dream, make sure you dream that one. Make sure you hear it. Now, can I read just something very quick? Not the Bible. Just something very quick. I'll tell you this. In the book of Jeremiah 17, Jeremiah 17, it says this. Those you trust in the Lord. Let me just read in the Bible. Jeremiah 17, verse 7. Or if someone has that scripture ready, you can tell me you're ready. And you can read for me. Jeremiah you got it? Go at Jeremiah 17, verse 7. Read for us, brother. Blessed man is who trusts in the Lord. Go ahead. Go ahead, read down. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain you can get there. Now, let me ask you. When the tree is planted by the water, do you think even if sun go to 120, that tree has a problem? Does it? Does it have any, other pro any problem? Why? Because water is just right there. You sun, you can work as much as you can. <laughs> and as long as that tree is right there by the water, it's going to remain green. If we can remain to God, no matter how much challenges will come to our life, we'll remain green. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, there's a man who said this, and that is what I wanted to read, but I wanted to give you this. This man said this. Uh, it's a story of uh, one of my devotional, and I think this I was just receiving this so that I can be able to share with you. It says this. The story is a book of, it's just a man who wrote a book about animals. But the devotional is coming from the book of uh, Isaiah 24. Say, Jerusalem, the Lord of heavens, armies will be spread, a wonderful feast for all the people of the world. It will be a delicious banquet with the clear, well wine and choice meat. There he will be removed. He will remove the cloud of gloom and uh, gloom the shadow of death that hangs over the earth. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away all tears. He will remove forever all insult and mockery against his land and people. The Lord has spoken. In that day, the people will proclaim, this is our God. This is our God. We trusted him. And uh, he saved us. This is the Lord in whom we trusted. Let us rejoice in the salvation he brings. For the Lord's heart of blessing will rest in Jerusalem 
but Moab will be crushed. It will be like straw troubled down and left rot. Now this man, the, the devotional goes to this story of this man, his name is George Oyles. In George Oyles' classic novel Animal Farm, all the animals enjoy equals right until it becomes apparent that some animals consider themselves more equal than others. God doesn't judge uh, superficially. He judges people by their character and not by their appearance. In this reading, Isaiah celebrates God's impartiality. God's only requirement is that we love and serve him. Isaiah praised God for his greatness and described God's word of act. Isaiah specifically praised God for making salvation available to all who would turn from their sin. God welcomes all people of the world. Isaiah 25, 6, God's banquet as an international guest list. This means that men and women of every color, race, language, and custom uh, who love God will dwell together in heaven. There will be no segregation there. Praise the name of Jesus. If you want to, uh, to serve God without uh, having any doubt in your life, number one is to open your heart to give God a chance so that he can direct you. Because I think, Pastor Ben, and you agree with me, uh, we have a problem. And, uh, you know, we might disagree with one, one thing or the other. We have churches that you look at churches, the black church and African church and white church. You know, this is, this is my prayer that God will talk to people so that they can come and worship together. Because that is the will of God. God wants you to be together and worship together. I don't, you know, I go to white church, don't get me wrong. <laughs> But I always challenge and I said, you know, there's no God of black and white. <laughs> we all belong to one God. Praise the name of Jesus. And that is what I see is going to happen. It's a revival coming to unite people from all different color and tribe to worship him. When we get to that point, because revival is not that I can pray revival to happen. It's actually not the will of man to have a revival. It's God plan that is going to bring that revival, whether people they like it or not. He will push it. He's going to push people until they said yes. And when they said yes, that is when we are going to experience the revival in this world. Because God wants you to be there. If Pastor Ben, God willing, we are going to go to Africa. It's the same message I'm going to tell people. That you don't separate yourself. You need to walk to those white church. I always tell my people here in Boise, you need to go to white church and worship together because you are in one spirit, one God. Don't say, oh, I like to dance. Everybody like to dance. King David like to dance. Why don't you go and dance with them? <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. So let's not have excuses and praise God together because that is the plan of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And I want you to get this, that God, when he starts blessing you, 
please don't hide those blessings. Is a pregnant woman can hide that pregnant? Whether you hide it for two months, after three months, four months, you can hide it anymore. <laughs> and even if you try to go to the store where you can buy big dresses, they're going to get to a point that they're going to tell you, we don't have this size, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to have to hang out with what you are. You have. Praise the name of Jesus. I just want to pray and say thank you for all of you to listen. I know maybe it's different than maybe what Pastor Ben preached or other pastors, my brother there. I love your voice. You have a very conscious voice. That's very special. But I just want to say thank you. And thank you for my friends back there uh, to introduce me to Pastor Ben. And very soon, I'm going to invite Pastor Ben to, uh, to the ministry that I'm going to be inviting people called the Temple of Nation. The Temple of Nation is actually to bring people from different tribes different i don't care whether you come from this religion but the table of the nation is to come and break the bread and share together and that will give you a chance to say what is in you once you say what is in you we know where you belong to if you belong to a different you know spirit we might gather with other brothers and sisters and pray for you so that you can see the real God in your life. But people are lost, and we need to do that very quick so that we can save this world. We can save young people. I talk to students all the time. The other day I asked some students, how many years since America got independent? They don't know. Can you imagine you are in your country and you don't know how many years since you got independent? If we don't understand the history of the past, we can get lost so bad. King David, he went through the history, and he could see the things that was happening in the past. And he said, Lord, if you did this to my fathers, I think you can do it again. So that's mean do more. Do it again. Do it again, Lord, for our new generation so that we can be able to pursue in your kingdom. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I just want to say thank you for this small congregation that you have spoken the word that not only just small congregation but great because of the work that you are going to do through them. Each one of these brothers and sisters, they are going to take that commission and maybe go to a different nation to preach the good news about the kingdom. And my prayer is, as Pastor Ben and other pastors to gather together and pray together all the time so that God can release that spirit of people to wake up and pray and keep following you because without following you, we can do nothing. And Lord, I pray that this congregation will keep coming here and meet together and do things together for the community. Let them work together for your own glory. Thank you, Lord, for your love and mercy and grace. Help us to trust you more because I do believe that you can do it again. You can do it again. As you told Moses that this enemy will never see them again, Lord, I know that there are some enemies behind us. 
and I'm sure that we'll never see them again. And from now and on, we are going to experience a big and huge uh, uh, blessing from you. And therefore, we give you the glory in the mighty name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.